The seven deadly sins were witnessed at Anfield. Gluttony. Salah, Nunez and Gakpo were eating up the goals. Absolute gluttons. Fornication. His name is Anthony, the prostitute. What does he even do on the football pitch? We'll get into that. Greed. Liverpool greedy. Gluttony, as I say, in their intake of goals at Anfield. Envy. United fans obviously envious at the fact that they have been pumped compared to Liverpool. Wrath. The wrath of Klopp versus Ten Hag. End of an era, my arse, Klopp says. What else is there? Dejection speaks for itself. And then finally, pride or lack thereof for Manchester United fans. The seven deadly sins. United losing to their arch rivals 7-0. I am joined by Gasky, who is a Manchester United fan. I don't even think I need to ask ask you how you are, Gasky. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Well, we will try to explore what on earth happened um, at, at Anfield uh, throughout the course of this podcast. In addition, we'll be touching on, uh, obviously talking about the capitulation of United, but also Liverpool. They scored seven goals, so they're obviously pretty good. Um, are they back? Um, what's the top four push going to look like with Spurs losing, losing against Wolves? Um, Arsenal in a very um, exciting comeback against Bournemouth, but is it sustainable? Is it a good sign or a bad sign? Uh, that they've had to do this twice in the space of uh, a couple of games. City beating Newcastle relatively uh, comfortably. We'll also be taking some viewer questions as well in the Nobgas section. Bogaski, there's only one place to start, obviously. Liverpool... Sure? Is there nowhere else? Are you sure? Can we go somewhere else? <laughs> yeah, not so good for us too, Everton too. No. Well, that sounds good. Um, <laughs> Liverpool 7, Manchester United 0. Um... You're obviously United fan, Gasky. Before we even talk about the game and talk about the performance and da da da, just like emotions that you have, tell me. Just it's just shock. It's just shock of when you've watched them play for three to four months and you you know you're happy. You see, you know, there's an energy there. There's a good mentality there. This, you know, the squad's playing well, you know, players are improving. Even the first half, the first half felt like, you know, the game plan was working. Survived the Liverpool onslaught, settled into the game. They were winning the ball back in their half. They were having chances. And then it should have really been, I think it should have been about probably nil-nil at halftime. And, they went, you know, they suck a punch, the 1-0 goal. And you think, okay, I, I can see you could have a chance at a comeback here. So this could be good. And then there wasn't the same team that came out in the second half at all. It was... It was just, they just didn't care. There was just no energy. It was half-assed. The fact that I think f probably four of their goals came from just counter-attacks from corners, I think, or something stupid, was just like, just couldn't be bothered. And I just, I don't know what else to say, really. Just, it was just a shock that to come on the back of such great games that they've played over the last few months to that, just, I just, I don't know. It's just, I think Ten has realised that in that squad still, he's just... Lack of mentality there still, no matter how good they are. That he's starting. Definitely, yeah. Ten Hag said it was unprofessional. Said that his players didn't track back, they didn't fight. A damning verdict in what's supposed to be United's biggest game of the season against their arch rivals away from home. Um, and it was really weird. Let's talk let's talk about the match right uh now, shall we? So the first half, you said it yourself. 
I thought it was 50-50. I thought that you could have edged it maybe to United, actually. I think that... It was, it, yeah, because it was, it was 20 minutes for one, 20 minutes the other. That's how I look at it. And, you know, Bruno had a great chance to go one up with his header. Mm-hmm. It was unlucky, you know. It was a, you know, he had, did the right thing, just went wide. They, so, you suck a punch game, you know. Just a couple of errors went to a, went to a goal and it was a shock because they're not usually, you know, they don't make many errors in defence anymore. It didn't seem anyway. And then they came back out as if like, well, we'll just, we'll just, uh, let's watch Liverpool play for a bit. Mm. They don't care. It's just, it was just odd. It was, it was very unusual. Bruno had that header. Rashford had that glorious chance where Shaw yeah. put a really nice cross in and Rashford yeah. on, on his form, you'd expect him to score it. Then they had another, oh, Anthony forced Allison into a decent save. Um, it seemed like every time United were coming forwards, they came forwards less than Liverpool, but every time they came forwards, you're like, oh, there could be a goal for United here. And then, um, and then in terms of Liverpool's goal, Anthony, I think, I think we'll get into Anthony specifically later because I've got some questions for you on him. He's not really doing anything. Um, Fred is then caught out of position. Ball comes in and it's a really nice touch by Gakpo and a lovely finish, but a player of Varane's experience should know that Gakpo all day is going to want to try to cut in on his stronger foot and he, and he just like commits himself too much and then um, obviously uh, the goal is scored but the game is still there it's only 1-0 yeah. what on earth happened I don't it, even understand I mean. the second one just comes from a I, do you know what there's that many goals I can't remember what happened at each one <laughs> so you know the second goal goes in and then after that it just seemed like what the like? I can't remember which goal it was. It was the one when the ball was right in front of De Gea. They all looked at it, and they were just looking at the ball. And then Shaw just goes, "Oh, well, I'm just going to boot it." Then boots his own player, and it bounces straight to Nunes to tap it in an open net. And I just thought, "Oh, I remember Salah." I just thought, "What are you even doing? This mm. is what school kids do." Yeah, like well, the the second goal was, uh, if memory serves, that was the Nunez. That was the first Nunez header where Elliot crossed it in. But in the build up to that. Uh, United had about five, maybe even six opportunities to clear it. They lost every single 50-50. It was like Casemiro uh, uh, lost that a couple of times. And then Luke Shaw lost it two or three times. And they had so many chances to clear it. Just hoof it. Just do something. Like, it was just just, amazing that a team can go from, like, uh, as I said said before we started, I'm not going to alienate players, but this is what's going to end up happening now. But Shaw went from like a nine to a three in the space of about half an hour. First half, it was like, it was terrific. You know, his passes was fantastic. Second half, it was just like, I don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. I just, it's hard to analyse when you're just shocked by how bad it was. Yeah, it was... just very unusual. Third goal, I'm struggling to think. Third goal, what that that was the one where Martinez got absolute. I mean, he got embarrassed. Oh no! Let's be fair. No, yeah, Salah rinsed him there. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, that's how good Salah can be, and we know how good Salah is. So yeah, and that was just that was just fantastic from Salah. Yeah, yeah that was a good play. And then Gakpo chipped then it over Gakpo to Hayo. That was a lovely finish as well. That was that, that. See that out of all the goals, that was probably the good goal. The rest of them, it's avoidable. <laughs> Let's be fair. Yeah, but it was the fact. In fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the exact minutes in which the the goals came because I feel like there was like a, a five I think, a five I, ten no, minute. I think the second, the third one, that's when it seemed to go wrong. Was like 47 from 50, I think, yes. or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. So four, so two minutes into the second yeah. half, they conceded, and then three minutes after that, conceded. Yeah. Um, now at that point, surely 
you that's, go to me that's damage limitation exactly. you're like no let's let's just see if we can nick one but let's not embarrass ourselves and like it happened i think it similar happened against city you just didn't change it didn't change it just carried on mm-hmm. and, that- and it seemed to be like let's rest now let's rest players because that, at that point that was when oh we'll bring mctominay on now and it's like right okay these players need a rest they do need a rest because you're playing however many games i think they played six games more than liverpool you know in the in the last month or whatever it is i can't remember um and you're making these subs now and it's like you're gonna have to they're gonna have to survive on the pitch because mctominay's not going to stop them scoring mm. you know so it was just it just went from bad to worse didn't it? Like, if we finished three now i would have gone horrendous performance we move on seven nil it's like what the hell now why is that the case because a 3-0, you should be having those talks about, right, no more. The, the game's gone. Yeah. doesn't matter there's 40 minutes left. No more goals get put in. But the fact is, even at 7-0, there, there was a situation where Liverpool had four players against three United players in attack. So United yeah. are still committing loads of bodies well, forward at 7-0. Well, from what, yeah, from what I've seen, I'm pretty sure three, three of them came from United attacks from corners and they counted them. Yeah. With three people back. And it's like you, you're 5-0 down. Now, why is got that? Three defenders back. Why, why is that? Exactly, why? But is that is that because... But then, at my, in my head, I'm thinking, Tenag's not going to tell him to do that. He's not going to be like, keep attacking like a, a you know, like absolute nutters, you're 5-0 down. That's to me, it's like players... The players if That's what I mean, the players have given up. They've just gone, we'll do whatever we want. Let's go and try and get a goal. And they've all just kind of gone with the same attitude and then left the defence exposed. And I, just, I, can't, I can't see how like, you can say, oh, Tenag, just let him do that. I think they've just gone rogue. To be fair, I think they've just gone, let's just do what we want. And that's the worrying part. I'm just trying to think of why that's the case. It's, it, it's So that sounds like a lack of direction and leadership on the pitch if you don't think it was a Ten Hag yeah, issue. Yeah. Oh, def- definitely. And then when you've got and then you've got a player like Bruno who'd rather at 5-0 throw yourself about on the floor rather than getting the team together, it, it does concern you. It's like, that's the guy who's the captain. Mm. Gets tapped on the chin and he throws himself to the ground and starts... Uh, pushing linesman no it's like what what is wrong with you and then at one point i'm pretty sure sure what is have a fight with nunez it's like you're five nil down just having, having fights on the pitch is not going to change anything you're going to make yourself look more of a prick mm-hmm. just you know just your heads have gone down just try and survive the rest of the match now and keep the score limit down definitely oh, just... um yeah it was it was just pure petulance from uh, bruno multiple times it's not not the first time i've seen it from him obviously he's just he seems like an incredibly unlikable uh, thing is, footballer. yeah no i don't like him i can't stand the bloke right as but a person when, rather than a footballer when you've, yeah that's what i mean i don't like him as a person but i've i've seen it from ronaldo the first time around he would throw himself on the ground not get what he wants for his tires at the pram stand offside for about five minutes and walk back i've seen it from players and players and players do it so I'm, you know, and uh, the players do it all, all over the world, and he is annoying as a person. But you see the stats he brings up, and there's no one else who can do what he does in terms of being able to kind of connect the dots, get a goal out of nothing, for, you know, from like just playing it through the lines, and have that tracking ability and that just the just the energy. And when he's when he's just not doing it, you know something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I think there was one when he stuck his foot out trying to win the ball and just give up. Yeah. And when he, when your captain's doing that, and the player who does all the running does that, they've got a problem. Mm-hmm. Before this game, there was some, there was some stats about like Varane, Martinez, and Casemiro when they've been on the pitch oh, yeah, together, haven't conceded open they, play. Yeah, they haven't conceded open yeah. play. And they, but that was like that's a that's a BS stat that because there's like six games they played together. 
Slightly. Oh, right. oh. Yeah, they've not played together all many games. Oh, no. It's like the it's like <clears throat> the C game Casemiro wasn't in the team. There was I think the the only game they'd lost was the Villa one, I think. Mm-hmm. When they were all on the pitch together. But they haven't played many together on the pitch, I don't think. Yeah, so, so but obviously, you know, they they've had very good individual seasons, Casemiro especially. Yeah. But they but they're all terrible. And Martinez was terrible, Varane was terrible, <clears throat> Casemiro terrible. Um was it just for those players like oh, that we expected from some players like Shaw, for example, he can be good, but he, we he, we know he can drop clangers at, very quickly. Yeah. But those three players seem to be the more consistent ones. So why is that the case? Is it because Liverpool were just too much for them? Is it just one of those days and they were all happen to have a bad day at the same time or yeah. fitness well, or what do you see, think? My, my argument would be, right, there's 11 people on a football pitch, 11 people on a team, right? That's three of them. You can't expect free it's in that tri- little triangle. You can't expect them to do everything, you know. And yeah, okay. The the all everyone had a bad game. This is why I just said like we don't want to alienate anyone. They all had bad games. And at three nil, you go, it's a blip, right? There's mm-hmm. going to be blips, you know. You've seen um, Guardiola's first season. I think they lost three 0 to Swansea, didn't they, or something like that? You know, these games happen, and it shouldn't happen as much as they do, but they happen. I think uh, Gary Neville said after the game, you know, when he was. I think it was like 94 or something. Like They lost 5-0, 6-2 and stuff, and they still won the league. So it, the, these results happen. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not masking over it. It was horrendous. Mm. But a 7-0, that's the problem. 7-0 is where you go, what the hell? Three, it's, three it's, or a world, four, it's a record defeat. No, exactly. 3-4, you're like, that is a disgraceful performance, but it's a blip. But a 7-0, you're like, how have you allowed it to get that bad? That's the concern. Mm, the lack of game management, yeah. the lack of just no more goals, please. Well, exactly, and now you've got to, and now you've got to do what you did after the Brentford game, and somehow rally the troops again, and be like, right, you've got to get to the end of the season now, in literally immaculate, because teams will now see that and they'll sniff about. You know, Tottenham will sniff about. Liverpool will be sniffing about top four. Even Newcastle could be. Do you know that United could drop off, and that's what you've got to avoid now, and not throw away your season because you decided to have the worst forty-five minutes that's ever been seen in the Premier League. So. I know you don't want to alienate individual players, but I'm going to bring up one, Anthony. Um, I don't like to be too harsh to players in their first season at a new club in a new league. It's obviously very tricky for them. Uh, We've spoken about Anthony before on the podcast. I, from what I've seen, I didn't watch him at Ajax. I can only do it based on what I've seen at United. He appears to be a goal-scoring winger doesn't score that many goals. What do you? What does Anthony do, Gasky? Anthony is very similar to what what Vegas does. He runs a lot, and that's why he. That's why Ten Hag likes him because he, he does like. This is why I don't want to. When you're asking me these questions, I don't want to talk about this game because this game is horrendous. Because he does normally just completely track back and cover the fullback, and that's why he plays him. Because he does cover and he does help and he picks the ball up in his own third and he gets it out. So why did he do that against Liverpool? Because, but that's that's exactly that. That's why it's like what the heck, what what's going on? Because he doesn't do. He always does. It. He always covers and he always wins the ball back. And then, but what changed? Like why is why? That's the one example of why have these just stopped? You know, mm. is, like you say, it could be a tactic thing. It could be like oh, get oh get behind Rob, Robbo and get him to drop back. You know, we kind of pulling him back, and it didn't. It didn't work. He weren't getting the ball or whatever. So it, it's just another weird one. Like you've 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 been playing a certain way for months, and it's just like the whole system just got binned off. 
in 45 minutes. Mm. It, it's just, this is why it's hard to just analyze the match because when, you've, when you're analyzing over a few months of just constant good performances, when it all vanishes, it's, it's hard just to be like, I don't know. Yeah, that's the answer. Like, I don't know. Because you've watched it for so many times, for so many weeks, for it just to all crumble. It's just a shock. Definitely. You know, like, <clears throat> attackingly, attackingly, he's poor. In terms of, in the, in the final third, you know, his crossing was abysmal in that first half. He was winning fouls, which was great. You know, he was, he was stopping them. He was causing, you know, to slow play down. But his crossing was a bit awful. He wasn't getting past the first man. And then his shots are just not reliable enough to kind of get... Like, you know, if, for example, Iron Robin, if he would swing the crossing and be rubbish, you know he's going to whip one in top corner because, you know, he's good at that. But he's so hit and miss at everything he does, it's not reliable enough. And that's what he needs to improve on. But his tracking's normally fine. And it's just, it's just so odd. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. What I did do, even though I didn't see him at Ajax today, I did just check like his uh, metrics and data from last year. Uh, in the in the Dutch league, I know it's the Dutch league, but still, um, and like Anthony was like, you know, in like the top five percent, top ten percent in terms of you know goals and assists and expected assists and progressive parries and progressive carries, the little And this year at United, the only stat that's like in a similar one is the progressive carries, so where he carries the ball, but he's not actually doing anything when he carries yeah. the ball. He's not so his, his shot creating actions have plummeted. Um, so. Whilst he's progressing the ball, he's not this season. That's that's one thing he is doing compared to his time at Ajax. Not actually doing anything with it when he gets into those positions for the most yeah. part. So that's why I said he's like a goal. He seems to be a goal scoring winger because he doesn't really create that much from what I can see. He's a goal scoring winger, but he doesn't actually, you know, uh, uh, yeah. score that many goals. Um, but maybe it's just because it's his first season, and do you still like you know but, obviously want to give him time? I mean, yeah, you've got you've got to you've got to. You can't you know look at. Like Sancho just crumbled, and then he's come back a couple of games before he, I think he was ill this week. Mm-hmm. That was one thing there. A couple of games, and he was great. They popped him in number ten against Leicester, and, the, and the, that was the best I've seen him play this season. That second half of Leicester, him at ten, it was perfect. But it's it's a lot. It takes a lot of work. We've said we've said for what seven years that United is going to need a complete rebuild, a complete overhaul, and it's all it's been is just masking over cracks after every year, after year, after year. You need someone who's just going to empty the squad and get their own squad in, and it's going to take it's going to take time. It always does, and the start of it is hoping these owners go, new owners come in, and let him do that. You know, because he's like I think they said last week, these players like Langram and Tomane who are not good enough. Mm-hmm. Whereas teams like City and Liverpool are selling them players off and bringing in better players, which is how you stay at the top, in, in especially modern football with the way money's going, and that's that's what needs to be done, and that's where. You know, these results are going to happen. It shouldn't be seven nil, but these results are going to happen mm-hmm. until uh, until someone's allowed to strip the squad down, like Klopp's done at Liverpool and Guardiola did, and build it up how they want it. Last thing on United before we just uh, talk about Liverpool and their top four race um, is this result. Obviously, obviously, the result matters because it's a derby, and you you don't want to lose, you don't want to get embarrassed a little, but. Does it does it actually sort of matter in the grand scheme of things in terms of well United are still gonna finish third and they've still got the League Cup trophy and overall the season's been good so I know a lot of people will overreact and say yeah. no Ten Hag out to get this player out of the but does yeah. it actually matter that much? It depends, to me, it's how it depends on the season finishes because if from now they're so wobbly, you know, it's like a win loss draw win loss draw at the end of the season and they scrape it and you think that results 
you know, knock the confidence. But if they bounce back and win three in a row, four in a row, and then, you know, they've won a, you know, they've finished top four, win a Carabao Cup, you'd be like, okay, apart from these dodgy, horrendous performances you had, we've actually, you know, we've got Champions League football in a very competitive league and won a trophy for the first time in six years. So that's a good start. Push on. None of this. And hopefully it pushes on in the summer and it's not, oh, we're just panic sign in the in the on deadline day and doesn't get you know allowed to let anyone leave that's what you're going to hope for the interesting part is going to be I think they've got I think in April is when they play Chelsea Tottenham so they need to win every game now up till then mm-hmm. really I think I think they've got Southampton, Southampton uh, Newcastle and someone else near the bottom in the next three games and you need to win all three Definitely. so 100% that is United um, Gask is obviously Angry and upset. And why wouldn't you be? Um, very, very weird. Records, defeat. Um, the last time they lost 7-0 was 1930. So in like 100 years from now, we'll be still talking about... We'll like, talk about this game. This game, <laughs> exactly. That's how mental it is. But, you know, bigger picture, United are still uh, comfortably in third. It's just whether they allow it to derail their season or not. But there was obviously another team in this uh, in this fixture who did score the seven goals. Liverpool were brutal and very clinical. I think they had eight shots on target and seven of them went yeah. in. Obviously, most of that is due to, you know, questionable defending, questionable goalkeeping. But you still have to score the goals. And Nunez, Salah, Gakpo especially were very, very good. Um, Firmino, he's probably going to leave at the end of the season. So he got his like sort of like farewell yeah. goal or whatever. That's nice. Um yeah, so um, uh, Liverpool have been relatively poor this season, but a uh, huge win for them. Also big on the goal difference. Now it means their goal difference is much better than Spurs, who you think would be their top four rival. Um, especially with Spurs losing 1-0 uh, uh, against Wolves, it means that if Liverpool win their... If, I think if Liverpool win their game in hand, they go four. Points, I think the four points behind them, though, with a game in hand, I think they were one. Oh, Maybe are they? Let me have a look. Let me just double-check, because I thought they were only... Um, it could, it could be less than that. I thought it was four. Yeah, so it's three right now. Oh, is, oh, is it three? Yeah. Oh, okay. And they do have a game, game in hand. Ah, uh, with... yeah. So then the goal difference. So they will go top four. Yeah, with a much better goal difference. So if they no. win their game in hand, they oh, go Oh, sorry. Top it's four. Newcastle with a game in hands. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's Newcastle yeah. with a game in hands. Now. But they're, they're going the other way. <laughs> now, I've got so. a question about that. Obviously, it's bit very good for Liverpool. Not not just this game, but the fact that, you know, a really impress- impressive win against Newcastle away. Now an impressive win against Man United. Um... But Liverpool have been poor this season, especially compared to their high standards. But if they win their next game, they're going to be fourth on the table. So yeah. how, without wishing to sound like I'm being incredibly disrespectful to you know, every single team in the league, how weak and bad has this Premier League season been and the teams in the league been if Liverpool, who are having one of their worst seasons in however many years, if they're the... If they get top four, how bad is the rest of the league? If like a team that's been bad, but you know for their standards and just generally in some games, getting embarrassed sometimes, and they get fourth place, what what does that say about the rest of the league? Well, yeah, it does, doesn't it? Because you look at, I think we said, didn't we? Like it seems to be, you know, you got City and your Arsenal at the top, and this is huge gap between everyone else. Like United, let's be fair, like it's the way they've played and stuff. Third's probably fair for them to be in, but they shouldn't have a gap. They should they should be you know worrying about the teams below below them, um, but yeah like the rest of the league is just poor like the fact that Brighton probably playing the best football, um, mind bar the top two 
mm. you know, and they're sniffing about. And, you know, Tottenham are just so hit and miss. Liverpool have had a really, really bad um, period, like the first half of the season. And, they, they, you know, they just need to do the opposite United now. They've took 7-0, push on and win, you know, win loads of games and have, let the teams know that they're there fighting for this top four. Mm. And, yeah, for them to go... From, you know, hit them and when when they drew nil nil against Chelsea and they were like ninth and tenth and it was like oh they're just mid table teams now and mm-hmm. they've come out of nowhere. That's how close it is. So Chelsea could win four in a row and they could be in it. <clears throat> it's all it takes, and it does show how weak the league is. Like if it's that close between tenth and I don't think I've ever seen it this close between basically bottom half and fourth. Yeah, it's, tiny gap. It's just unusual. Towards the lower end, it's even and competitive. Like the relegation race is really interesting. Like there are nine teams in the race, like no, yeah. no one's a hundred percent gone yet, which is interesting. But it's going to be like the first bad run, isn't it? Going into April, yeah, that's the worst run. He's just going to go straight to the bottom. Yeah, but in terms of like the the the, the highest level, even City and Arsenal, you know, compared to you know City and Liverpool of like recent years, they're, they're nowhere near the level of like of the of those two sides. It's a very very weird yeah. season. Um, in case you're wondering what happened on the video podcast, by the way, my kitten just ran in and me and screamed at me. So I was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> uh, in case you're like, oh, off guard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Eva's just like, um, yeah, she was popping off. But there we go. Uh, yeah, so really weird league. Uh, but Liverpool will not care about that if it if it means they get Champions League football. Um, I'm su- and I think I'm going to change my mind now. I think I'm going to predict Liverpool to finish fourth. Um, because Spurs are Spurs, and I can't really trust them. It's, it's the story of the Tottenham, isn't it? As Keelan, you said. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah, absolutely. N- never a true word said. Uh, and then just uh, touching on Arsenal and and Man City. Uh, Man City beating Newcastle 2-0 in what turned out to be a relatively comfortable day. Newcastle did have a couple of chances at 1-0 up, but City were uh, easily the better side there. Foden, once again, played really well. Uh, Haaland uh, playing well despite not getting a goal, but created the second goal really nicely. And then, don't if you, don't know if you saw it, Gasky, but I absolutely adored. Sort of like in the 90th minute, City just kept it in the corner, and it was Grealish and Haaland, and they were just being like the biggest shit houses ever. And like, and like they won like three corners, three or four corners in a row, and Haaland was just like laughing. It was I just thought it was really funny. Oh, um, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that that was that. That was good. Um, and City had to win because Arsenal just about beats bottom of the table last kick. <laughs> with basically the last kick of the ball now this has been this has been sort of viewed as a really positive thing and that you know arsenal coming back from behind you know fighting to the end character 98th minute winner never giving up and i totally understand that but for me we're there are still Not 12 games week. yeah we're, there are still yeah. 12 games left if this was like you know like the last five games or something and didn't all it matter was getting the results I, I i would totally agree with that but it's the fact that they've conceded three against city they conceded two against villa and i know that was four two but really it was three two because of the manner in which the fourth goal happened again they had to come back from behind there i was like a late minute screamer like a really low probability shot which actually was an own goal and again to go two nil down against currently the worst team in the the league in Bournemouth at home and to rely on a 98th minute screamer I totally get where that where that's coming from but it's not sustainable to do that over and over and over again you because it's really hard to score three goals um and if you can see two and you want to win you've got to score three um yeah so am I being too harsh Gasky or oh, no what? I want to say so, like you know 
I've I've watched United under Fergie, you know, they've done this plenty, plenty of times. But on a weekly basis is when you have to be like, what is going on at that um, in defensively? Because I'm pretty sure, but didn't Bournemouth have a three on one chance as well? They should have backed. Yes. To be that would have been three 0 and that against Bournemouth, who I think who I assume the bottom of goal scored probably or maybe near there. Around so there, yeah. Score, they don't score a lot, so you want to run down against them. So what what's going wrong there? You know what's what's happening? Okay, yeah, they got a good mentality because they've just come back from two 0 down. But yeah, on a weekly basis, it shouldn't be happening. You know, the conce- you've conceded seven in three, and somehow come out with six points, mm-hmm. which is you know, you know, a sign of champions, like you said, when these five games left. But you know, they've still got to play City again. They've still got, I think, Chelsea again or something Anfield like that. Anfield as well. Oh, they've still got to go to Anfield, and if you know, if Liverpool are fighting back and Liverpool do what you know, they, they go no nonsense again. You never know. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's not yeah, it's not sustainable to do every week. So they have to, they need some results where they have just like like well, they have like eighty five percent possession against Bournemouth as well, something like that, which yeah. is ridiculous. They need to have games now where they're winning comfortably, just to get that you know the fear in fear in the teams again because teams will see these results and think, do you know what? We can hold on, we we can take these, and that's and that's the sign where you can end up being like, oh, you know, bugger these teams aren't backing down now, mm-hmm. and that could be the fear. And even next game is away against Fulham. On paper, that is a really hard game. Fulham are a yeah. good team. Um, very well at the moment. Yeah, so it's the, obviously, if they win the title, it's irrelevant. But oh, yeah. I just feel like you don't, uh, you don't want to be relying on that right now so closely to another game where you also have to rely on that. You are going to get found out. You aren't going to be able to score uh, two or three goals every single game. Yeah. And also, let's not forget... Bournemouth, the worst team in the league so far, against top of the t- top of the table, away as well. Yeah, if that was like a more competent team, if that was like um, I know I'm going to say Spurs in the same sentence as competent, but if that was Spurs, for example, and they went two 0 up, and you know it's in, in like what was it the 60th or or whatever minute, Spurs set up yeah. shop and and that that's the end of the game. You don't well, score three even, goals. I wouldn't even say Spurs. I'd say like a like a a full even a Brighton. Those te- you know teams who are like mid, you know like your mid table a little bit above, uh, two nil up, you're gonna find it difficult. Yeah, so ov- obviously huge uh, narrative in the title race, um, given the context of it. But if you analyze it from the perspective of they w- they should have beaten Bournemouth anyway. Um, it, the only reason why you know City fans such as I got any hope was because of the context. But going into the match, you're like, well, yeah, Arsenal are going to win this one five nil. The fact that they didn't, you can look at it. Two ways you can say well, they character. went one nil up straight away, didn't they? And yeah. it was like, oh, they're still going to win it though. We didn't yeah. win anything. And then the two nil, you were like, ooh, mm. this is odd. You know, they, they haven't, they've got eighty five percent. They haven't scored yet, and then they score straight away, and it's like, right, okay, <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen. Then. Uh, yeah, I just think a, a more competent, and if, even that ninety eighth minute win, and no Bournemouth player goes to properly close down the shot. Oh, it's, that it's... that is why they're bottom. You watch that goal; that is why they're struggling. It was just a bit of a. Mm. I'll, I'll stick a foot out and see what happens. It's just like, block the bloody thing. <laughs> yeah, so I, I understand both perspectives. If I'm an Arsenal fan, obviously I'm going to go down the line of, yeah, we've got character and, and with the, the sign of champions. But I think more objectively, you can say... Uh, I mean, I mean, if you're playing, if it was like Arsenal City and that happened, you'd be like, that sign of champions. But it's Bournemouth, you know. You're doing it against Bournemouth. And, you know, next week, like you said, against Fulham, a team who are a bit more who's a bit more competent might be like might see that and be like we can have them here because we we're scoring you know we're playing really well. Mm-hmm. They might go two 0 up at Craven Cottage, 
And then what happens then? Definitely. Something's got to change. They've got to try yeah. to rediscover their, their form and like mystique they had, you know, in the first half of the it's season. The um, but now they, they've just been too leaky uh, recently. In fact, I think this got, uh, people talk about City's defence. They've conceded the same number of goals as City this season um, yeah. in the Premier League. So uh, I think something's for Arsenal to be champions, I think they've got to change something. They cannot keep relying on that because it's, as I say, it's very hard to score three goals. Uh, in a game when you give yourself that sort of hurdle uh, to climb. Uh, but guys, that is a roundup of the most uh, interesting and uh, exciting matches. Obviously, there were some other matches, but we feel like the storylines in these ones were most relevant. And obviously, we had to talk about the 7 nil in length because... Sadly. I know, Gasky's a United fan, obviously, and it's a bit mental, to be honest. But there we go. It's all here and it's all football, all the football, all the time. Right, we're going to play a mini game, slightly different one. Now, this isn't an original idea at all, uh, but this was submitted in Nobgas, where the Noblets get to ask questions. And DR's Noblet question was, can you play football noughts and crosses um, with, uh, with, with this sheet? I think it might be from another football podcast. I, I, th I think they're AGP podcast, I'm assuming that is. So shout out to them. We've... Uh, We've uh, stolen your idea <laughs> just for this section. That's <laughs> uh, what we do. That's what yeah, we do over here in Nobcast. <laughs> indeed, yes. But uh, yeah, so shout out to them. Uh, but yeah, as I say, this has been submitted by DR to do. So this is, not, you know, uh, I, I believe in like America, it's called Tic-Tac-Toe. In England, it's called Noughts and Crosses. I'm just going to flip a coin, by the way, just see who starts first. Gasky, do you want heads or tails? Uh, tails never fails. It is Tails. Ah, see. So you get to go first. Okay, so in, in case in case you look at in, uh, doing the audio of it, basically there there are there there is a there's a cross section, and there's uh two different rows of clubs, and you need to identify a player who has played for both clubs in order to get the hit there. So for example, uh, Inter Bayern Munich is the middle square, City United is the bottom left square. Um, I put a visual on the screen, but. Uh, I'd, I, I, I'm not really going to be able to do the actual uh, writing in, so you just have to use your imagination. But we will try to keep up. Okay, Gasky. Oh, yeah. So you're, you're first. I'm at first. Where right. would you like to go? I'm going to start with um, bottom right. Okay. So City and Chelsea, and I'm going to go with Nicholas Anelka. Good shout, yeah. I'm surprised you can go for Raheem Sterling, to be honest, but that works as well. Okay. Keep it interesting. No, that's fine. So you've gone bottom right. So I, I'm going to go oh, yeah. for the middle square, which is the best square. Inter... Can I guess who you're going to go for? Oh, I can't do that, can I? I've got one who I know is correct. <laughs> so uh, I've, I'm going for Lothar Mateus in the oh, middle. Oh, I thought you were going to say Perisic. Oh, yeah, uh, that would have been better, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would have been more obvious. There we go. So, so, I've, so I've got you, it in the middle. middle. Mm -hmm. I'm filling it in on my screen, so I know. No, that's a good idea. Uh, okay, I'm going to take uh, the bottom left, so United and City, and I'm going to go with Carlos Tevez. Okay. So I've now got to go for City, Bayern Munich, or you win. Jerome Boateng. Oh, He played okay. for City right. very... Um, oh, I could have just well, gone for I Cancelo, need... actually, couldn't I? Oh, yeah, yeah, you could have gone for Cancelo. Uh, right, so I need to take the Bayern, Bayern Munich-Barcelona square. Yes. Stop me winning. I'm going to go with... Oh, I think... Oh, did he play for... Oh, oh I've got one. Both? I've got one. Oh, uh, I'm going to go for... Oh, you better get it right. Oh, I'm sure he's played for both. Oh. I'm going to go for... There's a Brazilian called Rafinha, and I'm sure he's played for both. I think... Oh, no! Oh! I just thought of an obvious oh. one. Oh! <laughs> Bugger. 
Oh, I, so think, I think, I hope it's right. What's he called? Rafinha. Rafinha, PH, yeah. There is another Rafinha. I was going to say, I would have just said Coutinho. I was going to say Thiago. That came to mind oh, yeah. as soon as I said Virginia. Uh, Rafinha. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there is. I'm sure he's played for both. There we go, Rafinha. He's two. I think he's the right back. I think he's what he's right back. Well, one I've, got one, right back. I've got one who played for Bayern Munich in 2016, but I can't see any I'm Barcelona sure there's a right back one. Well, find, sure we'll find him for me. I'll find, find him. But um, there's there's a, there's a footballer called Rafinha born in 1985. I think I remember him. I think he had like a dusty card guy? on FIFA, if memory serves. He, he he may play for Brazil four times. No, not not that one. There's another. I'm sure there is. There's another Rafinha. This guy. Unless he's. Oh wait, is this the guy I was thinking of? <laughs> I, I thought he played for. Ba no, I thought he played for Barcelona. Oh, you frauds! Called oh, <laughs> it. Right, Last there we game. go. So I, I will oh, take that final square. Barca, Bayern Munich, Coutinho. Okay. I am such an idiot. I uh, thought he played for both. I'm sure he did. What a fraud you are. I'm, I am a fraud. There we go. Well, should, oh, we, should, we, game. should we fill in the other squares just for fun? My week, my week gets worse. <laughs> yeah, we can do. Uh, I'm going to say then, I'm going to do Inter Milan, Chelsea, uh, Lukaku. Yep, good. Uh, Man United, Inter Milan, Damian. Lovely. Uh, United, Barca, Henrik Larsson. And I think that might be the last square, is it? Oh, no, no uh, so Barca, Barca, Chelsea, Chelsea uh, Cesc Fabregas. Lovely jubble. Yeah, I would have said Mark Hughes for Barca United. Oh, just, just, to, just, to be, just to be different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we go. That was uh, Noughts and Crosses. And then, oh, gosh, I it. pressed the wrong button. I win. Okay, me. Me. You lose, um, Gasky. And my week gets worse. You stink. <laughs> I stink at these games. Yeah, but there we go. Uh, th thank you, uh, DR, for that one. Uh, if you guys enjoyed that, I'm sure we can do some. I'm sure the guys who invented the game don't actually care if we use their idea. Uh, so if, if, you, if you guys would like to see us do more football noughts and crosses and see if Gasky can actually get a win, because I'm currently undefeated. 1-0. Oh. Have maybe, one game. Maybe I'll retire. Maybe I'll just like end totally undefeated we don't play anymore, are we? <laughs> <laughs> but there we go that ju just just a one uh quick cheeky mini game uh this week uh, but now we're going to move on to your guys's questions every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations okay so we've got a fair few on before we start the questions i've just read them can i just go now <laughs> can, uh, can you answer them <laughs> i don't want to answer these well let's start with the ones which require less thought because some of these are just insults i mean like liam just says who is a Liverpool fan, it just says, how does it feel to be embarrassed by your I'm biggest not, rivals that, uh, every I'm season? Not, that's, that's not a question I want to answer, so I refuse to answer that question. Right, well, I'll answer it from the perspective of Gasky. So I, w I wouldn't know because City, you know, don't normally get embarrassed by United nowadays. Uh, <laughs> um, but that it, but right, so, sorry to keep rubbing it in, but that is mad, <laughs> isn't it? Even when City were, like, bad, United never beat us, like, that badly. But you know what's, you know what's crazy, though, right? These All these rivalries... Solskjaer beat him the same amount, beat Guardiola the same amount of times as Guardiola beat him. Yeah. Out of all the managers, why him? <laughs> it's because he plays dusty counter-attacking football. Hey, that's hey, why. Hey, if it works, it works. Mm. Did it, it works, work? It did it work? Though? Play, play to win. What did Oli, it did work. What did Oli win? What did, what did Oli win? He won. The, he won a lot of semi. Wait, no, he lost a lot of semi-finals. <laughs> he won a lot of quarterfinals. He won a lot of quarterfinals. <laughs> but there we go. That is uh, that is Liam. Uh, Jack is a City fan. Asks what your favorite and least favorite Premier League stadiums. Mm -hmm. Being not allowed to say the opposite, you know, our clubs. Oh right, so so favorite. 
So are we going off? What are we going off? We're we going off the look and the atmosphere, etc. I think Jack wants your favorite and least favorite. Like if you had to visit them. Oh, I got to go to it. Uh, yeah. Favorite, I would say. Well, this could be interesting. Hmm. Hmm. I would. I like to go to Graham Cottage just because of the nostalgia of it. I li- I've been to Graham Cottage. It is very pretty. Yeah, I would like to go there just just to you know, even though you know you watch the TV, you think what a shithole, but you know. <laughs> It, it's just the nostalgia, you know. It's very old. It's quite, you know, retro. Mm-hmm. Um, least favorite. Um, hmm. Hmm. least favorite. Shall I give my favorites? Why you think about least favorite? Well, you give your favorite. Yeah. So let me just touch on least favorite. I'm sorry, but Old Trafford is a dump. I know I'm not allowed to say Old Trafford, oh, but no. it's a dump. Sorry about it that is. gasket, but it's, it's a no, shit it is hole. A dump. Uh, Everyone knows it's a dump. It doesn't get looked after. It's a. It needs me to, you get. It gets to a point when you get architects in and it has to be knocked down. Mm. then what surprised me uh, yeah so a f- favorite stadiums that i'd like to add so i have been to craven cottage and selhurst park and i love those uh grounds i mean selhurst park the, the seats are rubbish but the fans are mad so they, they were great craven cottage was the opposite fans were mad but the stadium's lovely um i'd love to visit the new spurs stadium because it's all fancy yeah. and modern and stuff uh, i hope hope i can get nfl tickets this year for that oh yeah and the, yeah they do all those events as well uh, for me yeah. in terms of at least favorite stadium to visit as much as i love brighton football club i've been rely i've i've got some well uh, mrs nobbins has some relatives who live in the, in brighton and i've been reliably assured that the stadium is awful in, in even though it's like like modern and new i've been told that it feels very hollow and plastic and fake in terms of Everything. It looks very generic. Yes. Yeah, so it's to Huddersfield. Huddersfield. I've been to Huddersfield to watch rugby, and theirs is just a bit like it looks nice on the outside, but you look at it, it's like, oh, not really. Yeah. So even though it's a pretty stadium, it's a little yeah. bit like empty, apparently. Least favorite, I'd probably go for something like, I'd probably go for like Bournemouth because like they have to just temporarily expand it to get extra seats in and stuff. It just looks like a work in progress constantly. And a long so trip just, as well. Exactly. And yeah, exactly. Can't be asked. You know, it's too far. Definitely. So you go. So um, so oh, Brighton's a long way as well. So sorry about that, Brighton and Bournemouth, but do not want to visit you. Um, Miz asks, can you rate my United's defense midfield right, attack? Can we just can we ask us some more? Can we ask better questions than these? <laughs> these are disgraceful. I'm calling all the noblets out. This is a joke. This is this is this is this is abuse. This just, is this is cyber abuse. Not this. just for this game. I think he's talking about overall. Um, uh, overall. If I'm going off going off the season, I would say yeah. attack attack. I'd give, I'd give like a, a seven, because, mm. only because like it's relied on Rashford too much. Like no one else has really pulled rank. Mm-hmm. Uh, midfield, I would say I'd give it like a nine because it, compared to previous seasons, it's been a pile of pile of shite, mm-hmm. but it's been really good. Uh, defense an eight probably, apart from obviously yesterday, they've been you know a lot. They've been a lot better. You know, there's a bit of fire in them. Which would be nice to see. So yeah, I probably that's probably what I'll give, you know. That's good. Thank you for that, Miz. Um Pim asks so we've talked about Anthony and has he been good? Uh, I don't think he has been good, but it's his first season, so I'm not gonna be too harsh. Uh, do you want to rebut all that, Gasky, or do you agree? No, he's I'd say based on what's up to now, he's not I'm trying to not think about the price tag because it's not my money. I don't care how much they pay. Yeah, make a difference they overpaid, but not really well, relevant. I'd only I'd only I'd only ever look at transfer fees if it come out as fact that the owners will not give more money. Then I'd be like, "You've overpaid for players." That's a, but otherwise, I don't really care. Uh, but I'd say he's been he's been under par. 
Yeah. Under par. Yeah. Um, go on. Yeah, so, 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 so Pim's questions were, has Anster been good and should De Gea be let go? Uh, oh, the De Gea one's a bit of a tricky one because he's not a modern keeper. He's not. He's not. The way, where football's going, he's, it's then, his era's been passed. It's now, yeah, it's probably, they probably need to, I think it, the thought needs to, should be there to bring someone in to replace him. If it's not this season, it should be next. Uh, not next season, it should be the one after. But, they need. They, they should be thinking now. Who can we bring in to replace him? Yeah, he's Def, at least for me. He's well. It's it's sort of apt because they're like. I think they're a similar age, and they're obviously in the same era. Uh, De Gea to Ten Hag is what Joe Hart was to Guardiola. I feel like you know at, at the time. Joe... Yeah, it was like it, like Joe Hart didn't fit the system, and then what was it? Bravo didn't fit the system, and then he found the perfect one. That's what it takes. Probably the same thing. Yeah, I mean, Bravo was pants, but he did fit the system. He was just really bad at shot stopping yeah. that year. But yeah, but, need, but yeah. the idea was there, and it allowed the rest of the yeah. team to get used to playing out from the back. Joe Hart just couldn't do it. Um, hence, it was harsh. I, we, you know, City fans love Joe Hart, but he had to be let go. And you feel? Do you feel like it's a similar situation with De Gea? I, yeah, Evolution. I think so. But I think what's more difficult for me with De Gea is. You need to let him go at the right time because what you don't want to happen is you don't want it to completely crumble and you leave on not bad terms, but like you need to go. You need to go now. You need to be like, look, you're a club legend. Most clean sheets, you know. Paris is like top ten, the highest foreign player I think it is at United. You know, either step back and be the sub or move on. And his contract is up this year, isn't it? To try, I think they've said that he's apparently he's looking at agreeing a like a cut deal, like half wages and stuff. What your, wages what are your thoughts on that then? Because if De Gea, yeah. if De Gea stays, depends. he's not going to stay as a backup, is he? No, but it, dep- it depends how long he does it. That's what I'm saying. Like if, if it's like a two year contract, then I could cope with that. Mm. But like because you never know. Like after a year, they might be like, you know, you can go. But I don't know. It depends what they do. If it's like a three or four year, I'll be like, for God's sake. Is there a particular? Is there a particular keeper on yours and United's radar? I I, I've honestly Do don't know? know who's out there. Who's uh, a young keeper? Dean the only one's that is that is it the Porto one? Diogo Costa, that guy. I, I know. He, he, I've been told about to be him. Yeah. He needs to be quite good. He played apart from his dodgy antics he had in the Euro in the World Cup. Uh, Dean Henderson yeah, also um, still plays for United. Yeah, but I think, I think I think he's burnt bridges. Right. United because just the comments he made when he left and stuff. So fair enough. I don't know. Be an interesting one. If I was a United fan, I, I think thanks for the memories, but it's it, it's time to it's time to evolve. It's yeah. time to move on. You're not going to uh, yeah, can't play it from I the back with so. the Haya, um, and therefore the team won't move on. Uh, it, it's it's not an era of pure shot stoppers anymore. Uh, you've also got to be able to play football as as a keeper. Yeah, uh, and De Gea's can't do that. And his shot stopping is not as reliable as it used to be. Yeah, well. if it was like you know De Gea from like was it 2015 where he was like, like the, was insane. it was it Van Gaal Van Gaal's season? Yeah, I think, I think it was so. when, yeah, he, was, when he was he could he could see the Titanic. It was ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah, but he's not doing that, so it's like yeah. Well. Yeah. And now Will asks. Now this is an important question because Will asks who has got the best back four in the Premier League. I'm going to give you some context though, Gasky. Because I mean, this was before uh, a, a, a goal had been scored in the game. Will has stated that Man United's back four this season has been better than Man City's back four. And he well, maintained that after the 7 0. Well, so, that's a bit 
That's a bit silly. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, I think so. <laughs> but... this, see, this comes back to my what I said last week about when a team is shit or something's really, really bad and it improves, it doesn't mean it's the best. You know, mm. United have gone from a back three of a three out of ten to about a seven out of ten. Cities is a solid eight on a bad day. And that's, and that's the difference. I think, I think Cities is the best back four in the Prem. Just they're so comfortable. Okay, they've okay they've conceded more than they usually do, but it doesn't mean that they're doing a two out of ten. Yeah, and you know? Will, Will made yeah. sure to specify back four because he doesn't want to include the keeper in that. <laughs> uh, just just to let you know. Well, it's, but then, but then you, you might as well say you're back six because it includes the keeper, and most teams have a holding midfielder now, so you might as well say back six. Yeah, and and this, this is where I, I struggled with it because I was trying to because I, I didn't know if if Will meant like on form or as overall players. Or collectively, oh, yeah, but, it needs more context than that. But but to be fair, I every say, single one, yeah. I wouldn't say United. No, no, I wouldn't either. I'd say United. I think I think before the last, obviously the Liverpool game, you would look at it and you think it's it's in terms of current form, it's close. They're up there, it's like top three. But obviously, what happened yesterday was like this is what they're capable of doing mm. still. So yeah, you just kind of throw it up in there. Yeah, like if if you just compare it to City, for example. I don't think Shaw's been better than Ake this season. You can argue it if you want. I don't think it, I, don't, I don't think Shaw's been better than Ake. That 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 one I would say probably very close. Yeah. Um, but, but I would say I would say I'd say well it's not when if you go individually I would say it's not ridiculously like oh he's miles better. But, oh no yeah 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 but Cities is still better. Yeah. Um, so yeah. There, there you go. That that's uh, that's Gasky's thoughts on that. Uh, thank you so much for your questions. If you guys would like to support the channel and. Uh, get involved on the questions in the Knobgas section. The Patreon link is in every single YouTube video description for your uh, viewing pleasure. It is impossible to keep track of all the football, but your best chance is here. And that takes us to the end of the podcast, really, Gasky. We'll just have a very quick chat about the preview for uh, next week's matches. In fact, the by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be today's matches, um, because nothing really exciting is happening in the premier league you know arsenal play away against fulham might be interesting city play away against palace might be interesting but uh, nothing too major but it is obviously the champions league which is back uh, there's obviously the huge clash between benfica and bruges uh, i think we all know Ooh, where that's going to go oh, Scott it, Parker's bowing, aren't yeah <laughs> i think benfica <laughs> are winning that 2-0 right now so you expect and that's that and i think they played away from home as well so you expect them to win that but there is uh, a very interesting game. In fact, I'm sporting the shirt. Um, Chelsea take on Dortmund at Stamford Bridge. Uh, they go into it 1-0 down. Um, they uh, suffered a counter, uh, a sucker punch goal on the counter-attack in Germany. Um, and it's a potentially big chance for Potter to get some credit in the bank um, following on that Leeds victory and to try to silence and quell some of the, um, the haters. Gasky, what do you think is going to happen in this game, is Jude Bellingham going to run the show? For example, it will be. It's going to. It's going to be one of these where will the fans get behind the team? For a, you know, basically, just what is it they say? Suck the ball into the goal, and uh, that. I think that'll play, play a mark on the game. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with a one nil Dortmund. I think. Oh, so two nil. Bellingham, Bellingham will score one nil Dortmund. That's my prediction. Okay. Gasky's betting tips. No, that's, that's good. I, I like that. I'm going to say that Chelsea will upset. Because uh, I think Dortmund are probably the favourites going into this because they are one up in aggregates. I'm going to say that Chelsea win and 
is going to go to extra time and penalties. And Chelsea going to win on penalties. It's going to be exciting. Ooh. Who's going to miss for Dortmund then? Um, I think that Kepa's going to save one. And he's going to save it. He doesn't save penalties. Well, that's why it's going to be so, such a weird event, because he is going to save it. He's going to save a Bellingham penalty. It, no, not Bellingham. No, Bellingham will take go first and he'll score. Um, it's going to it's gonna go quite... I don't I don't know where Schlosserbeck ranks on the penalty takers, but he's 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 going to take a penalty and he's going to miss for Germany. Uh, for you're, for you're, Dortmund, sorry. You're, you're committed here, aren't you? Some serious... <laughs> some thoughts gone into this. Yeah, hashtag your call on Coral. <laughs> or your, or your brain just are. gone through all of the Dortmund defenders until you keep one game through. <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly. And uh, it's going to be deep into the shootout and he's going to have his penalty saved and Potter's Chelsea will squeeze through. Um, and then it's more Champions League next week. I think the more interesting games are happening next week. Let me double check. I think that's when it's um, Bayern and PSG. Oh, no, wait. Is that this week that's as well? This week. That's, oh, that's tomorrow. Excellent. We could talk that's about tomorrow. that. Oh, I forgot about that. Well, there you go. There's two other games we can very quickly talk about. Spurs God, this and... Oh, that's fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Spurs and AC Milan. Gasky. Uh, Milan winning 1-0 no, currently. Milan will be comfortable, I think. Yeah. Really? I think so. Interesting. Um... And then obviously Bayern versus PSG. Bayern winning 1 0. This game is back in Germany. Mm. I think Bayern are going to win that one really comfortably. I, I think, yeah, I think they'll be fine. PSG are just, their problem is the league they're in. It has to be because it's, mm -hmm. it's too easy. For them, isn't it? And there's no Neymar it's either. I mean, and. <laughs> 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 to be fair, let's be fair, it's not going to change anything, is it? Wow. So, is still going to win. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it might make them better because it means they don't have three passengers on the pitch. Less only got ego. Two. Less ego. Who knows? But that'll be interesting. We'll uh, obviously be doing watch-alongs for those. Guys, that was the Knobcast. That was the podcast. Really hope you enjoyed it. I know Gasky's had a whale of a time uh, reminiscing about Ooh. the 7-0 for about 20 minutes. Uh, I'm sure. Five. <laughs> Well, I thought I thought this match finished at six o'clock yesterday. <laughs> I guess it doesn't. <laughs> uh, so there we go. Commiserations, obviously. You know, um, do like F in the chat in the, in the chat F in the comments for Gasky or something. You know, pay respect uh, for this man uh, who's gone through an emotional trauma. If I see no F, I'll be upset. <laughs> but <laughs> I've been Nobbins. I've been Gasky, and we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye, guys. <laughs>